Welcome, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and normally with the amazing Andrew Bartzis, Galactic Historian. However, today he is not in. The Galactic Historian is not on the show today, so all things Galactic will have to wait till next week. If you'd like to learn more about Andrew, please check out his website, which is andrewbartzis.com, and you can get the latest information and what he's up to all over there. And if you'd like to learn more about me, you can check out my website, which is kathyspearlsofwisdom.com. That's Kathy with a K. And you can learn more about me if you'd like to learn more about what makes my mind tick. (laughs) But welcome, everyone. Uh, It's been a little while. It's great to be back. I'll tell you one thing, I think we're all going to be happy that the year of the monkey is coming to an end soon. So I know we're all looking forward to the upcoming year of the rooster. And for all of you that don't know, that starts on the first day of the Chinese New Year. That's the lunar calendar. And that's the 28th of January, 2017. I know we all can't wait for that because I certainly... (laughs) This monkey is really kicking me all around town. Uh, I'm looking forward to some relaxing year of the rooster coming up. And remember, everyone, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanakh at Tanakh at GalacticHistorian.com and we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. And for those of you that are calling in or Skyping in, please be patient. We always have a lot of calls on this show. If you'd like to Skype, you need to Skype into Laura Lee Solomon. And when you do a request, you must ask her to add her uh, add you to her contacts and vice versa before that call can go through. And remember, no video calls on that because that's just too much for the service to take. Also, if you'd like to call, you can call Laura's number, which is one for US, 956-217-0261. Or the station, which is one for US, 347-688-2902. So we will open up those calls in just a moment. One of the things that we can look forward to in Year of the Brewster is certainly a much more smooth year. This year, Year of the Monkey is always turbulent. I mean, literally, it is like a monkey jumping on your back. Things that you couldn't have in a million years thought would happen have happened. Uh, it takes an incredible, uh, what is the word, a uh, lot of patience and skillful maneuvering to get through the year of the monkey. It's always a challenge, not one that you can't surmount at all, but it takes more wily thinking, I suppose, is what I'm looking for, to maneuver your way through all of it. Whereas the year of the rooster, what we'll find, especially at the beginning, is obviously we have a lot of newness coming because in the new year, but there'll be a lot of opportunities that happen for a lot of people that come up. You will find that unexpectedly, you know, calls that you've been waiting for will suddenly happen. People you have kind of not really fallen out of touch with, but that haven't sort of touched base with in a while, they just turn up. And you have all this newness and opportunity and excitement that's coming up. If you're looking to make some deals, this is the time that they probably will have offers on the table. So this is a really, really good time to be entering for January 28th onwards. All right, let's take our first caller. Uh, Caller 626, what is your name and where are you calling from? Uh, Hi, my name is Dan. I'm calling from California. Hi, Dan from California. What would you like to talk about today? Um, 
I just you know, want to just kind of be able to make some sense about this uh, craziness that we're going to have here in the U.S. with our elections. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, how, how can we fight this as far as, as or how can we change this? Because, I mean, we're just, if, if the problem is that everybody is, is sort of still propagandized or still kind of, I mean, we're, we're talking about technology that's in the system that's set up to constantly suppress us and control us and keep us down. So how do we, how do we kind of, how do we fight that? And this is something I've been trying to understand. So do you mean more about how do you take all that that is bombarding you and put it to one side and then see the, the trees for the woods, so to speak? Is that kind of what you mean? No, I mean, I, I, I'm not in the mindset that I that we should run away from this either, because that's not going to accomplish anything. I, I, I'm just, for me, I, I feel like I, I'm all, I'm all about trying to get uh, solutions, and uh, I'm just, how, how can we transcend all this? Uh, I mean, I'm referring to the, the technology, like you know, television, iPhones, our, our technology. They, they're all designed to suppress us or control us and they're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, pop culture is also a big part of that problem hollywood it's all part of the machinery of, of propaganda control so how do we how do we beat that i mean I've been, I've been kind of relatively new to listening to what andrew bartis is talking about mm-hmm. and so um it, it resonates with me but it's like i'm also trying to figure out how, how do i take those ideas that he's talking about and, and put them to make him effective as far as mm. making changes in my life and then, and then therefore also waking people up. That's part of what I want to do is I want to wake people up to what's the reality because I, the average person I talk to or even my friends, they're just, they're just, um, they're in denial of all this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all this madness that we're going through, all the, you know, they they just think that uh, things are going to get better somehow. It's just they're just. I feel like they're living in fantasy land. And uh, mm-hmm. know, okay, I get you. How do we break? How do we break that? I, it's it's just, it seems crazy. I I've kind of I've done my own part in my own life, giving up on consumerism, pop culture. I'm I'm making those shifts in in my lifestyle mm-hmm. change. Um, and uh, it's not easy. It's it's, it's a process. And I'm still learning more about it. Um, and it's, um, but it, it's for me. I feel like I, I'd like to wake people up to this other reality that we're in, which is not even a. It's not our. It's not mm, our reality. Mm, I get you. It's, it's, it's a false mm. reality. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I and I I should probably add that because I think I, I'm probably trapped more than most people because uh, a lot of the politicians aren't talking about this problem that. Uh, with with the student loan debt crisis, I mean, you could still there's like quite a few millions of people that are trapped in that debt, and uh, you know, and I'm seeing the, the bigger reality of, of all these things. It's like, you know, this idea of money. It's like that's there's something to that that's really negative mm. uh, beyond just just on the face of it. And, you know, the, the thing of you know, it's 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 a thing that, that the system uses to kind of enslave us in, in the mm. most insidious way, you know, in terms of like slave labor and then there's a psychic dimension to it where they kind of, they just lock you into this way of living. And it's mm. like, 
how do you break out of that? You know, most most people would be like, "Good luck. How how can you how can you really break through something like that?" Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, Dan, you you really don't ask the easy questions, do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's put it like this. When you, you, a lot of what you talk about, I totally understand and resonate with. One of the things that you really sort of have to, in a way, accept is that each person has their own path. So even though it's frustrating when you try and explain your point of view or your way of thinking to other people who don't listen, or are incapable of listening or even poo-poo you, it's more to do with you have to accept that's that where they are in their life. That's that that's the place that is their comfort zone right now. You telling them your opinion and your point of view is good because the knowledge gets out there. But what they do with that, how they choose to react to that, is all up to them. It's on them. You shouldn't spend too much time. I, actually, I, I don't want to use the word shouldn't. It would be a waste of your time to think more of it. Like once you've said it, I would say let it go. Don't procrastinate over what you could have said, what you should have said, how did they react, why aren't they listening to me. It's like they were lucky enough to hear the message from you and that's all you need to do for that particular person. And as you go through time, and this happens more and more, the message is still the same for you. It's like you've spread your word as best you can. Whether they choose to accept it or not is on them. That's their reality. That's their path. And no one can compel them to change it. They have to find that inner knowingness to make to want to make that change. And even though you think they haven't heard you, when I look at your energy and what you've been doing, I would say if we were to ballpark it and you talk to, let's call it 100% of people, I would say at least 30% it registered what you said. They find it unacceptable what you say because it's too too scary, too hard to contemplate. Therefore, they've rejected you almost the poo-pooing because they just can't face that. And that over time will happen for them. So don't think that you haven't touched people already. You have, just not in ways that you were hoping for in terms of seeing some reaction or hearing some um, confirmation of that. So that that's one part of that, what you were talking about. The other part uh, where you're talking about um, money and, you know, this current issue of uh, student loan debt drowning us, etc. You know, at the end of the day, the world we live in and have lived in for absolutely centuries has been governed by trade and money and there's really not one thing either I you or you know that tens or hundreds of thousands of people listening to this can really do we as small individuals cannot affect change on that scale for that type of thing that kind of change to happen on a global scale there would need to be some sort of massive global consciousness that is willing to trade in something else, you know. And by something else, I don't mean just something to replace currency. I just mean something else in general. Uh, let's call it um, a, a spiritual, ethnic something else for now. And until that consciousness can happen on a global scale, there really isn't a lot we can do. I mean, we can bemoan the situation, sure. We can consider it unfair, unjust, sure. 
but how does that really help us? It doesn't really help us to know it. What helps us is the knowledge that a global consciousness awareness needs to be raised. And that's where you can come in and you can do things like what can you do as an individual to affect that kind of global consciousness change. And in this sense, every voice is important. Everybody has something to say, whether you write letters, whether you say it on the internet, whether you say it on the radio, whatever it is. But every time you say something, someone hears you. You might not think they hear you, but they hear you. So the more that that message gets out, the more people that hear, the more the consciousness is raised. Most likely in our lifetime, we're not going to see something like that on that global change. But if you can raise the awareness, it's entirely conceivable it can happen in our children's or grandchildren or great-grandchildren's lifetime. You know, there is no limitations when it comes to things like this. We all think, oh, well, not we all, but many of us will think, oh, that's just too impossible. I mean, you know, may as well shoot for a pie in the sky. It would be so much simpler. You know, at least I'll have more chance of harnessing a, a rainbow or a star than I would that. But in actual fact, that is not true. You, every person, you, the individual, your voice, your thought processes, energies that you put out with just speaking it out loud make a difference. And just because you can't see it or see change being affected now does not mean it's not happening. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day is what everyone used to say. And it's true. It wasn't. And it's it's kind of depressing to think that in our lifetime, we might not be able to affect great change or live to see great change. But knowing that you're part of a, you know, a consciousness awakening that helped make something else in the future happen is pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I see. I, uh, so the key is persistence. Uh, should I just maybe, or maybe a combination of maybe being a little bit smarter about my approach to? to no, I, I don't. I don't of? think you need to get smarter about it. I like what you're doing. You know, you just because you don't see the change in people or they don't give you the positive reaction doesn't mean what you're doing is ineffective. I would say what you're doing is effective. You just have to remember that once you've said your piece, you have to let it go, you know, because otherwise then they will treat you like a zealot and they won't hear a thing. So once you, right. you know you've got your message across, that's enough. If they want to know more, they will ask you. And next time they see you, they know that you'll talk about it again. If they really can't deal with it, they'll make an excuse not to see you. You know, life is, is sometimes you can cut it down to be a bit simpler um, than you think it is. When you try and tell people your thought process and the ideas and images that you have going on, it's not wrong to tell them, you know. It, it's not um, pushing your will on people, let's call it. You're just merely informing them of what you believe and what you think is the reality and what they can do about it. And But then that's it. So I'd say just continue what you're doing. Don't worry about it that much. And if you don't get the positive reaction, don't worry about it. Because when you do get the positive reaction, it'll just be like so overwhelming. You'll be like, huh, what? Did you just say you agree? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Right, right. <laughs> you know. I, 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 just, I just feel like, you know, I mean, I don't know if this, this is probably just the, the idea of like if I didn't have this debt, maybe 
maybe I probably would think very differently. I mean, maybe there must be some reason why I must have it because I there is a connection with 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 having this this burden and and my my awakening. You know, it's sort of mm. uh, and then I definitely is accelerated with with listening to Andrew talk and then I I it's only like earlier this year I started hearing through interviews on on YouTube about about him and his work and what he what he's doing um, and it just suddenly something happened. It was like, wow, I, it's, it's, it's unexplainable. And it's just amazing that, that I was a fly, that I was so asleep like everybody else. Mm. Like, mm. I, it's just... I know, it's like a lightning so bolt shocking. just ran through your head, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. And it's like every day I, I just become, as I as I made the decision to try to remove myself from from all this stuff, you know, the, the materialism, consumerism, and... Uh, aspect of it uh, and that that's a, definitely a big part of it it's just it's helpful I, I sometimes feel like you know it's it's a little like you know getting off drugs and it's like that effect of like you're kind of still you're fighting the addiction and it's like I, I still it's like I can see how powerful this this the system is how it's set up mm, and, mm. and that if people really truly woke up to how it is and wow it, it would be quite powerful as far as the world changing I mean we we could already we could change our elections overnight. We, we, I, I just, I really feel that way. Are know, you we, uh, um, open to using crystals at all? Um, yeah, I'm doing research into that as we speak. Um, and um, I, I uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the problem is, uh, I guess in my area, I kind of live in a kind of a bit of a Bible belt here in California in terms of, I mean, I, I was sort of a bit, ignorant that I, I didn't realize. I, I always thought the Bible Belt's more like in the southern part of the United States, and I guess, no, it actually <laughs> seems like in large, large parts of America they, they have that you know, very ultra-conservative uh, mm -hmm. you know, kind of religious uh, communities, and uh, it's kind of it's tough. I, I kind of, um, I'm just technically a non-religious person, so I kind of you know, and that's, I think that's even part of the control as well, and, and religion especially. You know, it's the most insidious form of control in terms of, like, religion taken out of a context. It's very dangerous. Because look at, look, at look at all the problems in the world, you know, uh, religious violence. You know, a lot of the wars that's being fought it's, can be ultimately attributed to fundamentalism in religion. And, and, and even just that simple fact alone, it's, it's very good luck getting people to even understand that i still i still get people to try just to even get people to understand like why terrorism happens it's it's not what they think it's it's, it's mm -hmm. the religion and it's like that alone is, is also part of the problem and it's like it's just a self-feeding black hole that just you know people right. really i understand what you're saying what, why i bring up why I bring up crystals is because I'm thinking when I look at your energy, I would suggest if you can get hold of a piece of blue lace agate. Okay, typically this is not an expensive stone. And you, you can have it raw or you can have it polished and dependent, whatever, it doesn't matter. But if you wear that around your neck, you will find that for you, when you speak, things will come easier. That's one of the things. Right loose lace agate does and it really helps with communication um, and by default because it's helping with your communication it also inadvertently I guess you could say will help you sort out some of your thought processes you know collect your thoughts as you're speaking them into an audience that suits that particular moment 
And then another one I would like you to consider trying is um, when we talk about uh, uh, abundance and finances and debt. Um, oh, sorry, just, just to reiterate, the type of stone I'm talking about is blue lace agate. Um, it's a pale stone usually with white lines in it. If you look it up on the internet, it's very easy to find. Uh, I'm sorry I said that, but I have some questions in the, coming in to me about that. Um, but the the one in terms of like, you know, debt and financial and, and whatever, f what I'm seeing for you right now is a very good stone that you could consider using is either amber or um, yellow jade. Also, yellow jade is a very inexpensive stone. Um, amber, not so uh, cheap. But when you do your morning visualizations um, or your meditation or whatever your normal routine is in that type of thing, I would like you to have that stone with you. You don't have to hold it with you. It can just be next to you or you can put it on your desk next to you, whatever it is. But when you do your visualizing, I would like you to have that stone nearby because what one of the properties of that stone does, let's call it in the mystical realm, is it, it helps amplify things like abundance, right? So let's say if you're in financial tightness and you've got debt going on, when you're visualizing financial freedom in your life, because let's say if you're having uh, troubles with finances, rather than say, I want to win, uh, you know, a million dollars at the lottery, um, that, that's kind of like too specific and not really the way to go. What you want to visualize is being free of financial debt, right? Inviting financial abundance to you. It's thinking of a way to put it out to the universe and to the world and to your own visualization of what is achievable and non-specific, right? Because when you ask for something very specific, it's very difficult for the world to create this for you. But if you're asking for something in a general state of affairs, like free from financial debt, then it really doesn't matter how it comes to you as long as a whole series of things can happen so that you can be free from financial debt. And then you talk to yourself about visualizing um, accumulating financial abundance. Does that make sense for you? Oh, I see. I see. Um, is there a reason why being specific may not be as effective? Because it's, it's like, it's pretty much like playing the lotto. How many, one in how many million trillion is going to win, right? But if, then that's asking for specific numbers, right, in theory. Whereas if you just said, I would like a financial windfall this year, then at 10,000 different ways that could happen for you, as opposed to choosing six numbers. I see. Right? So you exponentially increase the odds of this happening to you just by the fact that you're being open to however it comes, doesn't matter what it is, but this is the end result that you would like. And it happens to you in a positive way. All right, that's the ad coming up. Can you just hold on for a moment and we'll get back to you. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and normally with Andrew Bartzis, Galactic Historian. But the amazing Galactic Historian is not here today. He will be back next week. So all things galactic will have to wait till next week. And for those of you that are trying to get call in, please be patient. There are a lot of calls coming in. And to remind you that 
while you're not on air, you do need to either mic, uh, sorry, mute your microphone if you're on the Skype call or try and be very quiet if you're on a phone call because we do hear the feedback of what's happening um, in the background. And if you are calling in on Skype, you must add Laura Lee to your Skype contacts as she's the one putting you through. If she has not accepted and confirmed you on her Skype contact list, she can't put you through. So please look out for that. And don't forget to check out my website, kathyspearlsofwisdom.com. That's Kathy with a K. And I'd like to thank all of you so much for all your wonderful feedback that you've been emailing in. It's been really, really great. And even the typos, I, I thank you so much for pointing them out because I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> so thank you, Eagle Eyes out there. That's been very helpful. And if you would like to have a private session with Andrew and myself, you can go ahead and call the office now also at 1 for US 360-894-0692 and they will be happy to answer any questions that you have. So Dan, are you still there? Uh, yes, I'm still here. Okay, so we were talking about um, crystals and uh, attracting financial abundance uh, or free from financial debt. Did I explain that well to you? Uh, yes, yes. Um, you are saying that uh, amber uh, or uh, yellow jade is the Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I mean, yellow jade is probably the easier and more cost-efficient one to use. Um, and again, it doesn't matter if it's in a shape or if it's in a raw material. I often have a lot of stuff that I use that's just raw, and I use them like paperweights around my desk. I see. Yeah. Do, you, do, you have a, are, do they have other properties as well, or do you have anything specific with... Um Maybe how to. You said that yellow jade actually can also help calm, calm my mind a little bit or collect my thoughts. Oh, that would be the blue lace agate I was talking about. Oh, so right. one of the things that helps with with communication. So especially if you can wear it around your neck, close to your throat, is your ideal scenario. Um, if you can't, you could just put it in a top breast pocket. Anywhere kind of near that area would be great. But one of the things that it will do for you is that when you are talking and you're communicating, you're trying to you know, tell people about all your thoughts and ideas, it will actually help you, um, let's call it, align your thoughts more clearly so that in that particular communication, it will come out the way you want it for that particular person. You know, like when you talk to different people, they're at different levels or different ages, different backgrounds, so you can't always just use the same um, method of talking to person A as you would person B. So that will help you clear out your thoughts a bit so that you can just kind of tailor it for that particular person you're talking to. I see, I see. Uh, I was just kind of, uh, that's why I guess I was calling and I, I thinking that Andrew was going to be on today, I, I wanted to ask him about, uh, you know, what, you know, in terms of like my specific uh, soul or, you know, like my, mm. I, I kind of well. wanted to get it, because I, I kind of have my own feelings about, about that. I sort of, I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I have this kind of a very strong uh, explorer spirit about me. I've kind of always been fascinated by travel, mm, uh, mm. including space travel. <laughs> That's definitely yeah. the big thing. Uh, I, 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 I hear you. I hear you. I'm going to leave that section for Andrew to answer for you next time. I could tell you a little bit, but it's not going to be enough. Why open oh, Pandora's right. box without the big expert here? 
I mean, the galactic historian knows all things galactic like that. Um, in fact, he was going to be on the show today, but something has um, unforeseen and has happened, which in our line of business is kind of a joke, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, absolutely. life intrudes. <laughs> so absolutely. he'll I, be back I, uh, again very soon. But I, I definitely uh, studying up more about, I mean, can, can people access the Akashic Record on their own? I mean, they, they, they have to just learn about the meditative process and then kind of well, start with that. In a sense, uh, yes. I mean, this is what his big event was about uh, two months ago, was living the mystical life daily, where he was teaching everybody the processes and the um, meditations to go through and the invocations and stuff to get you to a certain point where you can do that. I mean, I suggest that you check out his website at the Living the Mystical Life Daily because that will give you a lot more insight that you're probably looking for over that kind of thing. I see. I see. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling, Dan. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you, Catherine. You have a great day. Wow, what an interesting call. Dan was so interesting, and he's raised a lot of very interesting topics, which touch a lot of us. Um, so definitely at this moment, this week, there's a lot of confusion going on with everything going on in the world. So it, it's, a, it's always good to be able to sit back and really think about where you're at and what you're doing and where you're going and where is the too much noise that's all around you. Okay, we'll take our next caller. Uh, Nina, are you there? Nina? Hello? Hi, Nina. Hi. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Finland. Oh, Finland. Wonderful. <laughs> what would you like to talk about, Nina? Well, um, well, first of all, I'd like to thank you guys. I've always been um, interested and I've always had the need to know the truth about who I am, who we are and where we are, mm -hmm. and this show has really helped me so much. Oh, uh, especially that's, that's excellent lot. news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay, thank you. I've uh, especially had a lot of progress during this year, and I really owe it a lot for you guys. Mm -hmm. um, Do you mind sharing <laughs> a little bit with us? Sorry? Would you like to share a little bit of that with us? Uh, well, I don't even remember when I started listening to you guys. It was some time early this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, I've opened my third chakra. And now I'm opening my um, third eye, something mm -hmm. like that. <laughs> so mm -hmm. Activating recently. Mm -hmm. Some lucid dreaming and a lot of stuff. There's so many things. Mm. When you, you're finding that you're activating all these things and you're feeling very open to everything in your surroundings, what would be the biggest sort of aha moment you think you've had? Mm. Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> <There's> so many. <laughs> There's so many. Oh, I guess every time that something happens something new happens. It's like, whew, there's so much to learn. And probably the last time when actually a few weeks ago, something started shifting during uh, around my third eye. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, just it got me humbled after that mm-hmm. first lucid dream. I was I realized that I was just like flying around and doing stuff like that, and I woke <laughs> up because I didn't remember what I was supposed to do. <laughs> it happened. So it was just too much fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I woke up and realized, damn, I didn't even do anything important. <laughs> well, I'm just you a can human. Remember. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, lucid dreaming is always very, very exciting. And the fact that you even know and can remember doing it is it's just so mind-blowing when it happens. Um, and the sense of, of flying in a lucid dream is always so... Um, uh, well, invigorating, but the, uh, freeing, the sense of freedom. It's like your your physical body no longer constrains you. And that sense of freedom is, is really intoxicating in many ways. The important thing to remember about things like that is that you, when you are doing that, you are leaving your body exposed. So when you have starting to do these experiences, you must remember before you go to bed that you need to protect all your environment that you're sleeping so that your body that you have, let's say, just left temporarily while you're whizzing around the universe, um, remains safe. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you can do things like Andrew has talked about, um, protecting the four corners of your room, the four corners of your bed, um, also making sure that you're very grounded during the day before you go into lucid dreaming. And then when you come, when you do wake up, it's always very good to just check like by check I mean when you wake up be conscious of oh I'm awake I'm back in my body I'm awake all my fingers are moving all my toes are moving and this is my bed this is my room because it's almost like a checklist you know that pilot's do before takeoff and before landing and that's kind of what you want to do for yourself because when you get into the habit of that then you know that there is a whole protection layer that you've done for yourself so that you don't panic why you're in a lucid dream yeah thanks makes sense (laughs) so what's Um, been going on for you in the last few weeks it seems like there's a lot of turbulence there is there's so much stuff going on this whole year has been (laughs) mad it's been really good but still really hard at the same time that's the story of my life actually (laughs) well it's a year Uh, of the monkey it's story of everyone's life this year (laughs) yeah yeah. But there seems to be something specific, like, I don't know, You has something happened? Well, um, I can give you a little background. So okay. I've been working on myself to, mm-hmm. to become a healed healer mm-hmm. one day, hopefully. And uh, I've had some hard time moving on and getting past of some of my ghosts. I've mm-hmm. been from my childhood and... I've been holding on to my fears and even probably manifesting through them. Mm -hmm. And still as a child, I just learned to protect myself by shutting off. That was the only way Mm -hmm. to cope. Mm -hmm. And I find myself still doing that a lot. And I've now been working on it a lot, but it's just second nature to me. Mm. Something's happened to trigger you recently, right? Yeah, there's there's been uh, different occasions 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the things I'm going to say about this is you have to really face some things, you know. You have mm-hmm. to face fears. And just because you were a child when some of it happened doesn't mean that you can't face it now. Facing it is scary. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of fear attached to it. But the more that you can face it and see it for what it is, even if it's painful, the stronger you will become. And for you, this is really important right now because emotionally you're really being trodden on a lot. And the things that are triggering you, you know, for an ordinary, let's call it ordinary everyday person, you know, they might react a bit, but not to the degree that you're reacting. And a lot of this, you know, is the triggers. And when you can understand, you know, I can see some of them and they're pretty awful. And when you can actually face it and be honest about it and just say, you know, no, no, you know, I'm now not that age. I am empowered. I can say no, that stop, you know, and face it. Even if it means you have to go through emotional turmoil for a few days, a few weeks, while you're going through this process, believe me, when you come through it, you will feel like it, you have been released, like the chains have dropped off you, and that will be worth everything to you because you will no longer be in that fear. You will no longer react with a fearful reaction, um, which then, you know, as an adult, you translate fear into anger as well. You know, it's just a normal process that we go through. But the more that you can not have that affect you the same because you know you're strong, that those memories, those um, learned behaviors no longer affect you, the stronger you are the better you will be able to deal with the current situations that incite that kind of fear or anger within you. Does that make sense for you? Yeah, a lot. And I've, I have been trying to go to my, back to my childhood memories, for especially intensely for the past year. It's just I can't seem to remember. I probably will come in time when, <laughs> when I'm ready, but do you have any... Um, you don't have to remember all of it, okay? Mm-hmm. What I mean, like some people will say the devil's in the details, right? For mm. me, it's like sometimes the details really are not as important. Even if you, your conscious mind cannot completely remember everything that went on, it's the memory of how you react to it that is what is holding you right now. And it's that chain that you want to break so I'd say when you're doing this and you're going back don't worry about you can't remember oh so and so was there and I think we're you know at the beach or this it doesn't matter just remember that go back into that emotion and think okay you know like I'll just make this up now like I'm you know I'm three I was in the living room and then something happened and I was really really scared um and I'm not sure who it was but it was these probably one of these two people. I mean, that's all you need to know to start, right? Because what you're dealing with is that emotion that you felt at that time and how you dealt with it and how you have that fight or flight risk um, uh, 
invade your body, that kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And what you want to be able to do is get to a point where you can look at it and say, oh, okay, oh, yeah, that happened when I was three. Well, you know what? That would never happen again today because I'm just like a rocket and I'm strong, you know. When you can change the energy of the memories, the body memory, the emotional memory, that's when you really make big shifts in your body in how you react to things today. So I can really change without remembering? To a degree, yeah. Um, and when I say to a degree, it means sometimes you, you never retrieve the memories from, you know, especially your early youth. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, you can always try the past life regression if you like and the hypnosis to, to get that out. But sometimes in in certain situations, like when I look at your energy, I would say I think the fact that you can just work through it and you make that emotional connection and change the way you react to things, that will actually be as therapeutic as one could hope for. Okay. Because when you can react differently to things that happen today, tomorrow, in the future, in a sense, that's all that matters, right? Mm, true. The rest is kind of for interest and, you know, it makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you, you either don't have time or you don't have access to things that can help you do that. And also, depending on the person, it's not necessarily the be-all and end-all of, of knowing this. That sounded very airy-fairy. Made me think of it in another way. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, okay. For example, maybe, um, I'll make this up right, maybe all your life you really not like the color green. You could never explain why you didn't like the color green. You look back in photos. There's no pictures of you in green. Um, but for some reason you have a terrible dislike of green and it makes you anxious. In a sense when you're addressing that issue, it doesn't really matter what made you fearful or anxious when you see that color. As long as you can overcome that fear and have green all around you and don't care, it's just you either fancy it or don't fancy it, that's when you know that that issue is gone for you. Okay. Right. And the reality could be very boring in that, you know, your grandma rocked up one day and she smelled terribly of onions and she was wearing green. <laughs> You know, it doesn't necessarily have to always be an important earth-shattering, you know, moment that uh, made you feel something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't matter as long as you can address it and you can overcome your reaction to it. Yeah, I see. Thanks. Mm. Uh, another thing is that my mom has been a big issue for me since she's also suffering <laughs> from... Um, old ghosts and that's become a really big issue between us and I've recently learned a new way of uh, like being in less contact with her that's helped a little but I know that it's like hurting mm. deep down I'm just thinking should I just give it time or do you, ha do you see anything there any suggestions um when you say uh, let me put it like this would you say that you two have a um strained relationship in terms of you 
communication and not hearing each other or you think each other doesn't hear the other? Yes, very, very uh, <laughs> difficult at the moment. I haven't yeah. spoken with her for a while only by texting because it went so bad, went mm. so sour. At one mm. point I just realized that she she's putting her mm, problems on me and that's how it's been all my life and now it's just gone worse and worse. Mm. So, And she what can't I see it, it's her trauma. Mm. One thing um, you need to understand and accept about your mom is that she won't change. Mm -hmm. I mean, we like to think people will, are capable of change, especially as they get older, but in her case, she will not change. So the first thing for you to do is accept that because any future relationship you have has to be based on the fact that you know that for a fact in your own heart. Because when you can accept that she isn't going to change, it makes it easier to deal with her because your expectation of her um, rationale or rationality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've always um, waited for so. Yeah, again, I'm trying to think of a very diplomatic way to say this. <laughs> but, you know, she, she's just not going to change. And she okay. is what she is, you know, and fair or not fair, okay, not fair, but, you know, that's just the way it's going to play out. So mm. for you to have a form of positive relationship with her moving forward, you're just going to have to accept it. You're going to have to suck up a lot of what she says and ignore her, <laughs> right? Because she she's your mom, so she knows how to press your buttons. She knows how to get your goat, and she doesn't even have to draw sweat to do it, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right? In fact, let's face it, sometimes it, some of it might be done on purpose. So we, mm -hmm. We'd like to think that's not true, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> true. it's just the way it is, right? Yeah. Um, but when, when you can really accept that in your heart as being that's the way it is, it is much easier to deal with her because you take the edge off her words. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I heard it all before. I'm nodding. I'm nodding. But, in fact, I am Right now, floating around the sky, I'm thinking about what I'm going to wear tomorrow. Oh, is that a sail? <laughs> and then then after an appropriate amount of time when she's looking at you, you realize you're supposed to talk. And then, you know, th the best thing you can always say is, hmm, that's very interesting. I'm going to think about that. Because that's very impartial. It won't matter if you listened or didn't listen, you know. But it's a safe answer. She will yeah. feel that she was heard, that you listened to her, you didn't have to listen to blah, 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 blah. And either way, it doesn't make any difference what she said because you're not going to agree with it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can get on to talk about a topic that you both, you know, are okay with. But every time that happens, just, you know, drift off and just think, mm, okay, okay, mm, maybe I should... DVR that program tomorrow. I might not be home. Oh, is that a missed call? Hmm. <laughs> you know, and it, it, but this is the way you need to deal with it for you and your mom. If you want to have a more positive relationship, this is what you need to do. And when you have the positive reaction from her, it will actually feel good because even though you may not have heard each other's, you know, half the conversation, you both come away feeling good and that you've been listened to. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is, and 
at the end of the day, she's your mum, you know. It, you, only, you don't get many chances in life to have a relationship. And even though you're both completely different and she is completely unreasonable, it would be a shame to not have her in part of your life to share. True. Because you would miss her. As frustrating yeah. and annoying and as mean as she can be, you would miss her. <laughs> yeah. The only bigger issue is that I'm supposed to travel with her to see my grandmother, but I've been putting it off, and that's another big, big stress for me, being afraid of not seeing my grandmother if I don't travel with her. Mm. So what is the worst thing in your mind that could happen on this trip? Well, I've seen it. I've been there. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, say it out loud. Don't let those words hold power over you. What is the worst thing that you think could happen? Well, her getting like really stressed out because it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, emotions for her to travel there back home, and to see her family and uh, her dealing with her stress is not such a good thing. And we might just have a really awful time fighting <laughs> mm, mm. but now that you're going to be employing this new technique yeah or actually listen to half of it what true. is the worst thing that you think could happen true I don't, I don't know right because think of it in another way and i think this thought will help you a lot with the, over this trip is can you imagine how hard and stressful it is for her to face the fact that she's going to lose her mum Mm -hmm. she's going to be alone. No one's going to know her stories. No one knows your stories like your parents do. You just hold on for a moment. The ad's coming up and we'll get back to you as soon as this is finished. Sure. Thank you. Thanks. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and normally with the amazing Andrew Bartzis, galactic historian extraordinaire. But he isn't here today, unfortunately, so no doubt he'll be back next week where you can hear about all things galactic. Thank you again so much, everyone, for joining us and listening. And we really do really, really, really appreciate all the support that you've had and shown us over this. Oh, I think Andrew was saying we were... we're over a year, maybe 14, 15 months, I can't remember now. It's been really, really amazing. And your feedback for all our shows has been amazing. I mean, the wonderful things you've all written in um, through um, Tanakh and through my website, um, which is kathyspearlsofwisdom.com, and through Andrew's website, which is andrewbartsis.com. It's just been amazing. And we do really, really love your feedback. So, you got anything to let us know or great comments would be better than negative comments but i'm going to take it all <laughs> um but thank you again so much for being part of our weekly monday adventures into reality because it really has inspired us your stories have inspired us we've laughed we've cried we've got indignant all together and it's been great it's always such a wonderful thing to get onto this show and just think, you know, it's like family. You all really are like family to us, and it's great to hear from all of you. Um, so, Nina, we're back to you. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, great, great. So we're, we're talking about what 
could be the worst thing that could happen on a trip. Mum, see your grandma. Um, but yeah, definitely thinking about how hard it is for her to fit. I mean, you already know she's she's not a very um, easy person to deal with emotionally. So her journey that she's chosen to take with this relationship with her mom also isn't easy for her. I mean, no relationships are easy for her. She doesn't help herself in that sense. But knowing that she's facing that and facing that loss, facing that long time, you know, who knows me, who loves me unconditionally is pretty hard. And for someone like her, that's pretty hardcore to try and pretend that she's not facing it. <laughs> um, but when you can sort of put it like that in your mind, it will probably make things a bit easier for you to tolerate. A lot. You know, because at some point we all going to have this, you know, fear in our mind and who's going to know me, who's going to know my stories, you know, who's going to remember me taking my first walk, who's going to remember me saying my first word, who's always got my back, you know, it's it's a, a cycle of life, but it's scary nonetheless, no matter what age you're at. Yeah. Yeah, that helps a lot. Thank you so much. And definitely don't let your mum being, you know, like she is, stopping you seeing your grandma, you know, don't. One thing I've learned, especially over the last few months, is that tomorrow is not a given. It really isn't for any of us. Mm -hmm. So grasp hold of today. You never know how long you have with someone. So you don't want to live in regret not having made that trip because sure. your mum's annoying. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, your grandma's worth it. And being able to see her, hold her hand one more time, tell her that you love her, you know, it'll be worth it. True. Thanks mm. so much. Uh, is there time to ask one short <laughs> last sure. question? Go for it, Nina. <laughs> well, actually, mm, it's more of a general. If uh, you can see uh, which one is important for me right at the moment, but uh, I'm interested about relationship-wise and and kids uh, or health or career. Whichever. Mm -hmm. So let me put it to you like this. Any love relationship that you are involved with or thinking about being involved with or uh, in some sense part-time involved with is not going to be the one that defines your love relationship in your life. You have someone else that's coming up for you that is going to be much more significant. Um for me, let's see, we're in November 2016. I would put that around 2018. I won't tell you what month because I know you're going to mark it in your calendar. <laughs> I can see you doing it already. <laughs> and the truth is, if I was to choose for you, I think a better time couldn't have happened till then because I don't really think you're ready for the grand relationship of your life at this moment. There's a lot of change that is going on for you now and there will be a lot more change over the next year. So by the time you reach 2018, you're, you are actually going to be in a very different place to what you are now, emotionally, um, spiritually, and um, in a reciprocal emotional mode, I should say. And what I mean by that is right now I don't think you're at a place where you can give as much as you want to take. 
And it's not because you have limitations. It's because you haven't grown far enough in your journey yet to understand what it is that you have to offer. Um, did I put that well? Let me think. Mm, like you, uh, if you can imagine, like I look at your energy and you're a wonderful being, you know, you, you are full of love, you're a giver, um, you uh, almost to the point of self-sacrificing giver, you know. But when you're having a true, great love relationship, you cannot just be that. You must be able to look within yourself. In a love relationship, you will take as well as you will give. But what, what you give is part of, let's call it like your love soul, you know. Not just give only time or things. Give part of yourself. And at the moment, you're still in that very defensive mode where you will not give that part of your heart to another person. And that's okay because that's a protection thing that you've used throughout your life. But when you're ready and the person that comes along, let's say, who has the magic key that unlocks that, you will understand what I mean in that you just don't have it all to give yet. But when you're in that moment and you have it all to give, it is one of the most beautiful things you'll ever encounter. Well, <laughs> Yeah. It, it's it's really, it's a big concept to wrap your head around. But when you're at that place, you will totally think, wow, this is awesome. I love being in love. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because it will fulfill you in a way that you have not been fulfilled in the past. And for you, you keep thinking on and off, but is it me? Maybe I'm not giving enough, you know, like... I hear about these stories, I read about it in books, and yet I don't feel it. Maybe, you know, people are just exaggerating. And it's not that people are exaggerating. It's just that your heart isn't in that place yet. But you're growing, you know, you're growing by leaps and bounds. So it's not long, you will be in that place. And you will feel that incredible give-take of love joy, you know. Yeah, I'm actually in a relationship with a very, very... In a special person that I think we have been together for many <laughs> cycles already and mm -hmm. there's like such a security there mm -hmm. and we've been like like parents to each other I think and mm -hmm. so I'm if what you say is going to happen I just hope that it's going to be like us staying together uh, in, I, I don't know. I know what <laughs> that, you're saying. in a horrible way. I, no, I know what you're saying. And, you know, this is a question that, you know, it's people, when they ask this question, they don't really truly weigh up all the odds of the outcomes of that, an answer to that question. Um, and the reason I'm telling you this is because not to say, oh, this guy's no good poo-poo. No, that's yeah. not at all. What I'm saying is when you sit back and you reflect and you think about that part of that love, soul, joy thing I'm talking about, you will understand that that is one of the things that makes you not understand what people write about with their great love stories. Um, the person that you're involved with now is nice, you know, is just not forever. 
and you two are good for each other to a certain degree. But at the same time, you also have to think about, is this what you want for the rest of your life? Because if there is some inkling within you that you have doubt, then you need to be honest and, I mean, don't don't have to take action, but you need to talk about it because the more open you are, the more that you give of your heart and the person can hear of it, the more chance your relationship has of going to a deeper level. Whether it ends up together forever or not, either way, if you can enrich that to a deeper level, it's worth it. Sometimes it's difficult to take a different stage or another step within a relationship, especially a love relationship, because you, you've, you're fearful of what you might lose. But at the same time, I ask you to think about it, you know, over time, not right now, but think about, do you think you have anything to gain? Do you have more to give? Do you think that he has more to give? You know, it's these kind of deeper questions that you need to consider. Are you giving it its full um, is that relationship having its full love potential? Yeah, but there's no rush at the moment. Right? No, there's no, <laughs> no rush at all. Absolutely not. Um, but it's something that you start, whether I tell you this, whether we had spoken about this or not, things will still happen. Yeah. All right. By talking about things now, it gives you a bigger picture. So if you say, no, no, that's not what I want. I want this. I will make it happen. Well, okay, I've given you some inroads of where you need to have greater connection and greater openness. What you choose to do with that information is completely up to you, you know. So if you are convinced that this is someone that you can spend your life with, then you need to go to the next level. And don't just dance in comfortable. Yeah. Um, I know it's what, hard. Yeah. We can leave that topic alone. <laughs> it's uh, a lot just, to take in. <laughs> I was just wondering if that was the reason I've been having miscarriages with with him. Like, um, I've already thought, like, should I drop the thought of having kids ever? Because it would be easier for me to know if I didn't ever. But, mm -hmm. you know, when I look at you, your energy and what's coming up for you, um, I would say I'm, I would definitely expect kids, right? Now, people like me, like in the old days, it'd be much easier for us to say, oh, yes, you will have two boys, three girls, <laughs> whatever it is, right? But, you know, with modern technology and, you know, all, all sorts of variables can come into play. So we talk about the possibility and probability of kids. If I was to... I'm looking at you from today onwards. I would say you have the possibility of having three. What happens, what what choices you make, that is completely up to you. So what that means is, you know, like, for example, you might use contraception, you might choose not to, you know, but your possibility of being able to do it is three. Okay. All right, so... If you do choose to have kids in this lifetime, it's definitely possible. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We've just covered all topics today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling, Nina. It's been really great to talk to you. 
Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, so and enjoy thanks. the rest of your... Oh, wait, what time is it in Finland now? It's 18 past 10 in the p.m. Oh, well, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank right. you. Enjoy your lucid dreaming. Don't forget to protect oh. the four corners of your bed and your bedroom. And thank you so yeah. much. Take care. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow, what an interesting call. Nina from Finland. And her connection was so clear. That's great. It was really, really good to speak to you, Nina. And thank you so much for sharing some of your stories with us and what's going on for you in your life because I'm sure that totally resonates with a lot of us, um, especially, you know, issues within the family, never easy. Um, we'd like to think it's all easy, but it generally isn't. <laughs> okay, so on to our next caller. Uh, Naj, are you there? Hi, yes, I am. <laughs> Hi, Naj, where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from British Columbia in the Kootenays. Oh, okay. Did I pronounce your name right? Um, my name is actually Najiba. Oh, Najiba. 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 Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> wow, that's a really interesting name. <laughs> Where does that come from originally? Uh, it's an Arabic name. Oh, does it have a meaning like Chinese names? Um, I'm pretty sure it does, but I don't know the meaning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, my my dad told me that my name means beautiful flower, and I was so excited for years. And then he told me my brother's name meant great emperor. I'm like, what? He gets great emperor? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful flower suddenly didn't seem so, you know, rosy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what can we do for you today? What would you like to talk about? Um. Okay, so... My partner and I, we just bought some land, uh, 10 acres, and we, you know, we like to start uh, growing organic foods, be more self-sustainable. But, you know, we're just having so much financial issues at this time. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering if you can see anything that's coming up, like if my partner is going to get some sort of promotion or or am I going to work like part-time or, or am I going to find some new job or something? I don't know. It's just like we're both working. He's working full-time and he, he actually works two jobs and I'm, I'm working casually. And we have a son as well. So like at the same time, we're both taking care of him. So it's like so much going on. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. So let's see. So your partner's working a couple of jobs. You're working part-time. You have a young son. You yeah. Bought some land thinking about farming it. Is that right? Yeah, farming it, basically. And this is also in the same area that you're at? Yes. Okay. Are you living on the land or you just bought the land? We just, we're living on the land and we just uh, bought this land sometime like late August or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Does it have a house on it? It has a mobile home on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty, like, there's trees on it. Uh, we just drilled a well, and um, that's pretty much it. Like, we're planning to fence it. We're planning to excavate, you know, uh, make some room for, like, growing food. And, um, yeah, so. Now, when I look at the land, it's like you've got some sort of water issue. I mean, I know you just said you drilled a well. Is there water somewhere seeping in the land? Well, uh, we're at this time we're getting water from our neighbor, hmm. and uh, we just drilled a well. And uh, at this time we can't afford a pump, 
Mm-hmm. So we're not we're gonna deal with that situation hopefully uh, when spring comes. Mm-hmm. So just so when we saved a little bit of money or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Otherwise, I'm not. I mean, it's. I don't think there's any water issues that I know of really. Um, I know there's a like a little creek uh, in back of our land, and um, like a little stream, but um, I haven't seen it yet. It's like a seasonal stream. So, mm, okay. Well, to me, I mean, I'm asking about it because it seems like there's some water on the land that's going to be a bit of a problem. So, if the rest of the land is dry, let's say not marshy and it's only a seasonal stream, mm-hmm. then I would suggest you check it out. Uh, maybe it needs higher uh, banks. Is that what you call it? Sides? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because it, to me, it looks like it could be a small problem, but we'll, we'll um, put that issue aside for now. Um, when I look at what's going on for you in the land, to me, it's like you you definitely have overstretched at the beginning. Um, so you're, you're starting way behind the starting line in many ways. So it is going to take you a bit of time to catch up. Mm-hmm. I like the land. I think you've chosen a great location. Um, whatever the afternoon sun comes in, it must be a very, very beautiful homey, I don't know, it makes me feel all good inside, like, you know, rainbows and flowers. <laughs> you described it perfectly. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it is, so I guess my point is it was a good investment. I like the land. Um, mm-hmm. I think that you have chosen well because I don't think this was your only choice, but I liked, I liked this best out of the other choices you were considering. I think it is definitely farmable. Yeah. Um, I think you really have to consider some alternative plans to how you're going to do it. Because to me, it looks like you and him are thinking work, save, work, save, and then do things bit by bit. Whereas I'm thinking really that's not the best option for you because that's going to be hard and slow. Yeah. You think need to think of it more like a working bee. You need to recruit friends and family over like a few weekends, have big barbecue <clears throat> and get help because many hands will make light work, literally. Yeah. And people are willing to help. All you have to do is ask. They'll be more than happy. And when you do the barbecue type setting over a weekend, you can achieve absolutely amazing things. And you also will have the knowledge of other people that no land, no building, no irrigation, all this thing that will come together, that will actually advise you. So this is the way I would suggest you go. And I would say, don't even delay. As soon as you can get this organized, do it. All you need to do is like get some tents, whatever, get people situated for one or two nights over a weekend and get started. Because the sooner you can do it, the sooner you're going to see results, which will really help you move forward with all your plans okay i think that your husband well partner may be resistant to this concept a little bit okay that's the ad coming up can you just hold on and we'll come back to this after the ad okay thank you 
Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and normally with the amazing Andrew Bartzis, galactic historian extraordinaire. Uh, but today, unfortunately, he's not available, so we look forward to hearing from him next week. And again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And for those of you who are interested in a private session and that want to go deeper with your questions with either Andrew or myself, go ahead and contact the office now at 1 for US 360-894-0692 or email tenoch at t-e-n-o-c-h at galactichistorian.com or you can go to our website so mine is kathyspearlsofwisdom.com that's kathy with a k or andrewbartzis.com and you can contact us from there via email or skype so Najiba. Yes. Did I say that right? <laughs> Najiba. Yes, you did. Najiba. I will be very fluent in that name soon. So going back to um, your partner, he may feel that this is not such a great idea. So it will be up to you to show him all the benefits of this because, you know, some people really don't feel comfortable asking for help or involving other people because then they feel that, you know, they have too many opinions and this and that and the logistics of it. But I think if you can show him the benefits of that and the fact that you can get things moving fast, he will overcome his um, issues, let's call it, about asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very skillful with talking, so I'm sure you can put it in a good way. <laughs> I'll try to. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I mean, one thing that you could definitely say in your conversation is it's your end goal. You would like to have this up and running in a workable way as soon as possible so that you, not only the stress, the emotional stress, the physical stress, but the financial stress is not the same. And that's really worth everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And then let me see, Are you have you already got in your mind what kind of vegetables you're going to plant? Uh, we're thinking of like basically the cash crops, but then some other vegetables as well, like potatoes, tomatoes, um, what else was there? Like kale, carrots and beets and onions and garlic. Um, we were thinking to grow some okra and some bittergoot. Um yeah, and of, of course, and we also wanted to grow like some fruits as well. So like, mm-hmm. like we want to. I mean, we already have some apple trees, but we were thinking to plant some like pear trees and like cherry trees, uh, nectarine trees, and just make every inch of the space of this land like edible, basically. Mm, mm. So, I think you'll find with fruit crops, you may have some problems with predators uh, such as birds or I don't know I, I like the apples um iffy about the pears because I can't see them into good fruition so mm-hmm. I would rethink that um and you said nectarines right yeah what about apricots we could do apricots as well yeah um I don't know why I'm saying apricots but I'm seeing apricots okay and kelp how do you grow kelp hmm i don't know why i'm thinking kelp hmm 
I would just look that one up. I don't know why I'm seeing kelp. I don't know if that's a good thing to grow for you, but some reason there is a kelp product that you can definitely produce mm-hmm. um, that would resonate well in terms of, um, well, I hate to say easy money, but, you know, um, yeah. easier to <laughs> to turn over to financial abundance. <laughs> For sure. Um, in terms of the crops that you mentioned, I like it. Um, but I think you might need to think about focusing more um, on less because okay. you will find that you'll have at least three or four or maybe even five big ticket items. So you'll need more space than you're anticipating because they're good sellers. So when you think that you've identified what you think your good sellers are and you look at the layout of where you're going to put everything, I think you'll realize that you have to forego a few things to give more space to the um, mass turnover products, let's call it. Okay. I also see that there's a lot of kids that seem to go onto this land. Are you thinking about having like a, 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 I don't know, a creche or a daycare center or something? You know, um, my me and my partner, we were des- uh, <laughs> discussing about um, me staying at home and opening up, like uh, starting some sort of like uh, daycare or like babysitting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because most of the time I'm, I'm at home taking care of my son. He's only uh, over a year. Mm. So, and then he, he would be playing with the other kids, of course, right, if I'm taking care of them. So. <laughs> I'm just, mm, oh, you're coming up to the terrible twos. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you saying am I, I'm going to have a second kid? No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. That's not what I meant over this. <laughs> I, I see that, you know, to me it looks like you're thinking about like a, let's call it a, I mean, I would call it a creche. I guess here you might call it a daycare or a like a preschool kind of, um, like even before kindergarten. What do you call that? Is that a creche or? Uh, uh, well, anyway, young young kids center where they yeah. congregate and be looked after and play. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to me, it looks like that that's something that is definitely viable. I would, however, just tell you definitely check out all the rules and regulations about it because where you are, for some reason, I think there's some weird rules. Okay. Um, so as long as you've got all that damn pat, when, when you check it out, you'll understand what I mean. There's something that's like you're like, what? <laughs> But okay, yeah. it's easy to do it. What? Um, but it's certainly something that you can do, you're capable of doing, wouldn't be very difficult to get going. Um, mm-hmm. Having Promoting that kind of venue to other kids, I don't see it being a big problem for you either. Mm-hmm. Um, tiring, sure, but rewarding in its own way. One of the things you can consider with that is you can also specialize with certain types of kids um because to me that would work for you too yeah well are you talking about like uh people um children with disabilities or yes just something you know disabilities or super smart you know whatever category but um but certainly you know a specializing in a certain type of child 
would mm. be to your advantage and you could easily do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and, you know, seeing as you brought up other children, um, you know, I look at you and I would say if you wanted to have more kids, you could. That would be completely your choice. Yeah. Would I advise it right now? Probably not if I yeah. had to choose for you. Merely because you just got so much going on and you're about to have so much going on, it would really run you ragged. If you were to consider, if you know, like if Mother Nature would comply and you could choose an ideal time, <laughs> yeah. then I would say, you know, maybe two years from now would be a good time to start to think about making that a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, because by then... You know, financially you're in a better place. In terms of energy and time, you'd be in a better place. Um, so, I mean, that that choice is yours. Yes, yes. Um, and I, I just wanted to talk about my my uh, partner's career, like his job, because he used to be a computer engineer, and mm-hmm. then he changed that to uh, social work. And then from social work, he's working at the mill right now. And now he's thinking to be a plumber. So I'm just like, I don't know um, if he's like, because he's a Gemini. So I don't know if he's like distracted and going through because he thinks like plumbing will get more money or something. Or like, could Mm. you see what would be the best option for him to lead uh, to a certain uh, career path that he, you know, he would be satisfied or something? Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Like, kind of in a nutshell, you want to know if he's a flake or will he settle down and do one thing, right? Yeah, like, and I also, I'm trying to help him, you know, uh, to have a uh, a job that he'll be happy, you know. And, and you know, if he wants to change his job, by all means, he can, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't do it, right? So it's just like, yeah. Well, one of, one of the things I'll say about what he's doing is he's he's looking for satisfaction okay mm-hmm. and because he hasn't found it that's why he's he's changing and in some ways that's a great thing in some ways it's not but every skill that he's learned off each different job will come into play in your future so was it good or bad? I would say overall, but I'd probably say good because the skills he learns and is learning are and have been invaluable. So it's unfortunate that it's in this time of your lives that it would happen, but better happen than not happen. Yeah. In terms of will he find a career to settle down in anytime soon? I would say possibly not. Um, he's like a cat on a hot tin roof, you know. He, he he picks things up fast. He learns fast. So once he's learned what he really needs to learn or thinks he needs to learn, he's then bored and that's why he moves on because it becomes mundane for him and he knows he can learn other things. And that's why he jumps and that's why he chooses different things because it's not only about interest like um, when I say, uh, it's not like just self-interest, um, meaning that he's interested in that to learn for himself. It's more about he's thinking about skills that he might need over the next few decades, and that's kind of why he's learning. In his own in his own way, there's a method to his madness. Um, 
but even he couldn't explain it to you. Um, and uh, let me find a simple example that we can help identify. It's almost like, uh, and this is an extreme example, okay? It's almost like, you know, if something's going to happen and the end of the world is coming in 10 years, you have to do a lot of preparation, a lot of learning to learn a lot of basic skills so that you and your family can survive once that happens and then, you know, going through the aftermath. So everything he's learning now is going to be important for what he believes is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So if you think of it kind of like that, that's sort of what he's doing. Yeah. Although he, <clears throat> I'm sure he doesn't think of it like that. Um, and, you know, that was an extreme example. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's smart in some ways but unnerving in others. Even though he's planning on starting the, the plumbing study, is he started already or is planning to do it? Uh, well, he's just thinking. We're just, he's just thinking about it. He's not. He hasn't started or applied or registered for it as of yet because of our financial situation at this time. Mm-hmm. So once we're like more settled and you know we got more income going, then um, I guess then that's when he's going to probably start. Mm. Think of it more like this. Whatever he can do, <clears throat> whatever job he is in or is learning, it's about income. What mm-hmm. he can earn to have that little nest egg so that you guys can do more stuff at the farm. Yeah. If you think of it like that and he can sort of simplify it in his mind to be that, then the rest will be easy and make more sense. So I would challenge him well not challenge him but I, I would say to him you know babe whatever you're into that's great as long as we're putting money away we've got food on the table and we're achieving more money towards our goal that's good doesn't matter what you do I mean you can sit down out there and dance naked doesn't matter <laughs> as long as you're bringing home the bacon and we're achieving our goal every day we're getting closer that's all that matters and essentially that is all that matters because you both have a shared dream, you have a shared goal. Once you work out the final details of, you know, timeline and man hours that it's going to take to do it, then the rest is just all about how much you can bring in to make that dream happen. Okay, I see. So, like, so that's what, so he doesn't have a specific job in his destiny to do, basically. Like, he... Or not that's... in the traditional way that you're thinking, no. Okay, 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 okay. Let let us say that once you get going with this farm, that becomes a huge part of his life. So do you call that a career? I guess so. You know, yeah. is it is it farmer or, you know, I don't know what the correct term is. But let's call it a family business. You know, once that gets started, that's what he will be immersed in and engrossed in and it totally suits him okay awesome he's, he's good at it i mean your your biggest issue is going to be you have to come home for dinner now <laughs> <laughs> i cook dinner where are you <laughs> get the walkie talkies <laughs> or learn how to talk telepathy yes exactly <laughs> 
But those are the kind of issues that will come up once you guys have got settled with this project, you know, because mm -hmm. once you can get it going, all things are possible. They really are. Okay, not all things, but a lot of things are possible. So is that what you see, like, uh, that uh, we'll be successful with this farm and that... Um I think if you can stick on a schedule like we discussed, yes. Okay. If you just keep trying to save money to get from A to A plus and then to B minus before you can get to B, it's mm -hmm. going to – it really is going to wear you down way too much. And once that happens, you, people start to give up on dreams when, when it becomes too hard just on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I can So see. if you can just get it going, that's the only impetus that you need. Okay. Right. Okay. So for you, on your part, the best thing that you can do to make that happen is to get action going, mm -hmm. you know. And if he can't see the way that we're talking about, then you need to learn to picture paint it for him, mm -hmm. you know. Even if you're thinking about, all right, I'm going to ask, you know, these five relatives and these five friends, and they bring to the table this, 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 you know, list it out in your head, write it down on a piece of paper so that when you're picture painting for him, that he gets it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Got another question? Um, so in regards to fin finances, um, do you see, like, more income coming or, like, in the next you know, uh, I would say eight months or something or a year? I think you can definitely have more income coming in if you remain focused on what you both want to do. Like, okay. he's, if he wants to continue to self-educate, that's okay. But then at yeah. the same time, he has to be bringing in money, not just expending. Okay. Right? Okay. So it's... It's whatever he wants to do within limitations of financial restrictions because all money out is out, right? Mm -hmm. Even though later it comes back, we, we're not so interested in later. We're more interested in now. Yeah. So if you can stay focused on that, I think you can definitely accumulate. Okay. At this point in your lives, let's say for the next 12 months, do not do wild investments. Do not triple your money, whatever, schemes, Nothing like that is going to pan out for you. Mm -hmm. So it's all about working, saving money, getting your nest egg. And then once you've got a little bit going, that will already start to generate for itself. For oh. you, on the other hand, I do think, number one, we talked about this, let's call it a crèche, uh, early uh, center, whatever. But that will take some time. In the meantime, it is actually quite plausible and easy for you to pick up freelance work that you can do from home, should you so choose. Okay. And that is something which I think you should consider. And that kind of thing, I think you can find on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Okay. Because you have a certain set of skills that makes it very easy. And because you can do it from home, you mm -hmm. know, it kind of juggles up nicely. Okay. Um, I have one more question. Is that okay? Yeah, go for um, it. So, so I told you we have a son. So <laughs> I'm just wondering, um, like, how could I support him as a parent so he can be the best that he can be? 
as he's growing up in regards to, you know, his skills or strengths or, you know, um, mm. what, what he's supposed to do uh, at this lifetime, right? Mm. So, I think he is a great artist. All things arty or what we would consider artifarty, he would love it. He has an actual amazing eye for color. Color mm-hmm. coordination, um, creation, anything arty or creative, he would excel at uh, beyond his years. Which is interesting because it doesn't really look like he comes from that kind of background. But anyway, he he just has that keen eye. You know how some people they can like go into a house and they just know exactly all the colors you should have on the walls and what ornaments you should have and how this chair is just never going to work. Yeah. He would know things like that without even being taught, without even reading a magazine, he would know. Oh. Um, he has an incredible eye for detail. So he he's very, even though he's um, creative, he's very detail-oriented in his creations. So that will be very interesting. You see that a lot in people like architects and into you know designers um fine art designers and stuff like that mm-hmm. he also has a very keen ear for music but he, it's funny he he doesn't like all music he's he's like a he's an aficionado of several types of music um popular culture music he's not that into he's into more classical stuff um by classical, I don't necessarily mean uh, classical music, but, you know, rock, mm, soul, R&B, jazz, what we would now consider less contemporary. Yes. <laughs> My generation kind of music. <laughs> um, but you, you'll see it. Like if you, if you play radio a lot, you will see the animation on his face changes over different types of music. And you'd swear that he's enjoying it or even knew the words and was singing. <laughs> yeah, I, I can totally agree with you because, you know, because um, his dad is from India. So whenever we, he plays like classical, like sitar or classical, like Indian uh, instruments, mm-hmm. he like, he just loves the sound, like the, you know, how the beats or whatever it is, right? Yeah, but if yeah. I just turn on the radio or like you know the mainstream music, like you said, he's just like, okay, like you know, he's not that interested. So it's funny how you said that. <laughs> yeah, well, he he has an incredible ear for that. So you will find, you know, throughout his life, if he decides to choose a musical instrument, he'll be very good. Need very little training. He'll pick it up. His ear is very good. But whether or not he finds that interesting enough is a different story because he might find it too restrictive. Um, you know, creative people often find things restrictive when they get taught. Um, but when he's old enough, I definitely give him something like a, a flute, um, because he he will naturally just pick up tunes on it on him on his own. Okay. Um, he certainly likes things that are more airy, lyrical. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to school, you'll find that he probably does not excel at school. But it's not in any way an indication of his intelligence. He just has a lot of problem focusing. Um, and that's where later in life he'll start to um, be more with it and pay attention because he'll be a bit of a daydreamer. I mean, you, you'll probably get reports like, 
oh yeah, he's you know he's good, but he daydreams too much. He doesn't pay attention when I call him. He you know didn't do this or whatever. But that's just part of his nature. It's not. Um, it's nothing like you know ADD. It's nothing like um, uh, rudeness or anything like that. It's just he'll dance to a different drummer. Okay. Um, but in his mid to late twenties is really when he'll come into his own. Mm-hmm. So it'll be an interesting ride for you as a parent <laughs> going <Yeah>. through. <laughs> <laughs> So certainly I would um, focus on on things more like personal achievement as opposed to um, comparing himself to other kids because he's he's never going to be at the same level with other kids in terms of academia through his younger years. But Mm -hmm. later on when he decides he wants to focus and find something interesting, he'll master it, not a problem. Okay. So would you recommend that he should be homeschooled then? Um, hmm. Or does he need or does he need that socialization uh socialization with like other kids? I think the the friendships that he would form at school far outweigh uh in a positive way um any possible excellence in academia at home. Um oh. So yeah, I, I would, I would say put him in a school, let him have some fun, let him make friends, sports, creative, whatever it is for him, because you'll find that when he's in school, he will join a team of some type. It could be sports team, it could be band, who knows? But there is a camaraderie I see that he will gain from school. That's like a second family to him. Okay. Okay. And. You know, when I weigh it up against homeschooling, would he be better off in terms of economic and learning? It's like, I don't know that he'd gain a lot. Um, It's, I'd say he'd probably learn more about life if he went to school. For sure. Okay. Mm. And you also will probably find that he is insanely good at math, which doesn't make any sense because... (laughs) He's, he's, you know, you're thinking, oh, he doesn't even do numbers. Yet somehow complicated math formulas he can do. Okay. Don't ask me how. It just, <laughs> <laughs> something simple, forget it. Count money, get change, forget it. But, you know, the square root of whatever it is, he could tell you just like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got a very interesting mind in that sense. Um, you certainly have an awesome child. What, what month was he born in? He was born June 20th, 2016. Mm. Wow. It just, and I had a, sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to say I had a home birth as well, so it was amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you have a water birth? Or? Uh, oh, no, I think we're running out of time. I'll okay. just have to wait for the answer for that for 